Welcome back, everybody, to our special online bonus segment. We call it Lively Extra when 30 minutes is just not enough. We didn't get a couple of uh, to it, a couple of national issues. Let me reset the panel. Jim Vincent and Amanda Milkovitz and Lou Polner. Lou, let me begin with you. Uh, 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus went out. A lot of people got checks in the mail. Those were or actually in their deposited in their bank account on Wednesday morning. It, it, you know, the discussion is: it, Is this what we need now? Will we be worried about the deficit in the long run? Is this going toward COVID relief? Um, your thoughts? It depends who you listen to. I mean, uh, uh, the right side of the aisle would have us believe that uh, 90% of it is waste and only 10% is really going to COVID relief efforts. Uh, I applaud the fact that small businesses are going to be helped out. Uh, I like the fact that people who are on unemployment are gonna be able to get more money, at least through September, uh, the stimulus checks. Uh, I think people have truly and sincerely been hurt uh, financially like like never before in their lifetimes. And so I like the life the life raft being thrown out by the federal government. But things like the $170 billion in extra monies going to kindergarten through 12th grade uh, to make it uh, easier and healthier for a school environment and also for remote learning, that money isn't going to be spent anytime soon. And to me, that's where the waste is. So I wish there was a better targeted relief than just this massive Democratic wish list, which is apparently what we got. Yeah, what makes people skeptical is it's an 830-page bill. You know, reduce it to 100 pages, get the basics out. you got to have the legalese. But then, you know, it takes the reporters forever. We're finding out, oh, it's got this and it's got this. Jim, your thoughts on uh, the stimulus? I think it's a great thing. I think that that money is needed. The American people uh, have spoken. Uh, 75% of the American people agreed that it's a good thing. When's the last time 75% of the American people agreed on anything, political or non-political? Probably not in 10 years. So it's a great thing. 60% of Republicans uh, like the bill. 60% of Republicans, I said, not Democrats, like the bill. And I think that all the elements in there somehow touch pandemic one way or the other. In terms of schools, you don't do schools in one year. It usually takes us a number of years to get things in, in, in order uh, because of the nature of it. So I like every aspect of it. And I, and I think that the same people that complained about the size of the bill were complaining when uh, most of the money in the tax cut that happened uh, three years ago was going to the upper 10%. Those same people who are, were racing to give tax cuts to the people at the highest level, they're shaking, shaking their hands and clutching their pearls because the majority of the money is going to the 50% of the Americans uh, that are making the least money in this country. <laughs> clutching uh, their pearls. I love that. Amanda, what do you got? So we're helping the American people for once. So that's a good thing. The majority of the American people are hurting and they need that money. Amanda? I can't wait to see how this plays out when it comes to child poverty. When they talk about this is going to cut child poverty in half, that is going to have tremendous implications. What is that going to look like here on the ground? What is it going to look like when parents don't have to worry about feeding their kids, when they can afford daycare, when they can afford babysitters, when they can afford clothes? Is this going to change the tension in the households? Will it eventually, talking like a former crime reporter, reduce domestic violence? Will it help kids in school? Will it reduce... Um, you know, violence, youth violence as well, because kids don't have to do other things because their parents have a little more money to help support the family. Lou, the, the reality is Republicans and Democrats have not seemed to be treating the deficit as something that's real. It's, uh, and look, it, there's, there's blame on both sides. 
uh, you know, the, the deficit went up tremendously during the Trump administration, even before the tax cuts. But I wonder, I get the sense the economy's really going to take off. And, you know, President Clinton had this issue when they were trying to shore up Social Security all those years ago. you got to figure if the economy roars back, then that's going to, the, the, the rising tide is going to float all boats. But as you said, it's a spending problem, not a revenue problem. But don't you think if the economy gets, well, then that generates more tax revenue. And if you're disciplined, then that will help cut down on the, the deficit that we have now. Yeah, your key word there was discipline. And uh, I don't think I've seen a state or federal government that's been fiscally responsible. And uh, so that's that's my fear. Uh, I agree with Amanda and Jim. Uh, yeah, the reality is, is I hope the economy, and I do believe you, Jim, that the economy is gonna take off uh, incredibly so. But again, I don't think that's gonna help us with the deficit, bottom line. I'm- I'm no Janet Yellen. Uh, Folks, let's just go around quickly. I know it's a complex topic, but the the crisis at the southern border. Lou, I'll begin with you. You know, so everybody now, uh, there was criticism back and forth, but this is a real issue now for President Biden. They say, hey, it's not as bad as everybody says it is, but there there are problems down there. And this all of a sudden is going to be engulfing his presidency if he doesn't do something about it. Uh, I think it's already happened. I think it's already too late. Uh, now we're talking kids in cages in numbers that we've never seen before. Uh, it's a real problem for the president, and I think it's going to shake out badly for the left side of the aisle in two years unless something drastic happens rather quickly. Yeah, a lot of political ramifications, Amanda. What do you think? Um, I, I tend to agree with Lou, uh, although I'm a little careful about where I get my information from because you can see how it's being spun Um depending on who's shouting on what cable channel as well. I think it's important to look at the reporting on the ground being done by some of the local newspaper reporters. I mean, this is this is a chronic problem. It's kicked up much more for a variety of reasons right now. Biden will have to deal with it, but he was going to have to deal with it anyways. I mean, are they separating kids from their families? I think that was that was the real critical issue um, over the, the Trump presidency. But and that's you, not happening now. You can't separate what kids. What are you doing from, with the unaccompanied minors? You can't separate kids from their families when their families aren't accompanying them. These kids are pouring over the border by the thousands right. alone. They're 8, 10, 12 years old. There are no parents to separate them from. Yeah, and you're right, Amanda. The Washington Post has a lot of good boots on the ground down there saying it may not be what you hear the the, the yelling heads, as I like to call them at night. Jim, you get the last word on this. We just have a couple of minutes left. Yeah, it, it's a problem, but I think it's a lot of spin, you know, in terms of uh, so-called crisis and uh, MS-13 flooding into into the uh, into the country and those kinds of uh, statements. Um, you know, obviously, we need comprehensive immigration reform. Obviously, we need to do something about DACA. It would help to do some mitigating uh, uh, things in terms of those countries that they're coming from, which might take a little longer. But, you know, it is what it is. And and I I applaud uh, President Biden for not being as cruel and having such a lack of empathy as our our previous president when he just viciously separated kids from families. Lou, I'm going to give you the last word on that. we got 30 seconds. Right now, all these kids are coming in with a number and an address written on their hands or on some part of their body, and they're being put on buses and being transferred to these people who are not being vetted. We have no idea if they're traffickers, if they're true family members. There's just so much going wrong. And what I fear is that these kids who are coming alone are gonna have a horrible life. I, I, I really do worry about that. 
All right, folks, Lou Polner and Amanda Milkovitz and Jim uh, Vincent, thank you so much for staying for our extra segment. We'll, uh, we will see you at some point down the line. Folks, we'll see you back here next week as the Lively Experiment continues.